Welcome to the Startup Competitors Podcast, where we talk with early stage entrepreneurs to understand what information they use to inform product roadmap, strategy, and market differentiation. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Brian Patton, who's the co-founder and CEO of Acrebin. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start with a quick pitch for Acrebin? Uh, all right. So Acrebin makes it easier for regular people to buy and sell land. Uh, our customers are individuals who are intimidated by the complexity of buying and selling land or who just don't know how to get started. We're different because we offer more than just marketing. We guide parties through the entire process from marketing to due diligence to closing. Unpack that for me a little bit. What does it mean to guide a party through that? Are you doing that as professional services? Is that software doing that? Make that user experience just a bit more tangible for me. If I let's let's maybe start with if I'm a seller and then walk me through it if I'm a buyer. All right. So basically, Acrebin.com is a web platform for for sellers to post their land for sale. You've seen Zillow. You've seen uh, other listing services. Our our listings display similar to those applications. But my experience is in the land business. I spent 18 years in my working career in the retail land business. So I feel like I know as well as anybody what it's like to how to present a piece of property, the right and relevant information to get. And so I we coach our sellers on how or through the process of of putting their listing on the on the website. And then from the buyer standpoint, they sort through the the properties based off of their criteria. And then when they identify a piece of property that they want to buy, uh, we actually, they have the opportunity to click a button on the website or application and submit a binding contract to the seller. And the seller and buyer can pass a contract back and forth until they reach a uh, mutually agreed to purchase price. And then from that point forward, my most of my experience in the business was creating due diligence packages for for the company that I worked for. So we actually provide the buyer with a com- comprehensive due diligence package. So they have all the information that they need to make an informed decision to close on the property. First thing that occurs to me, having not bought a bunch of land in in the past, but I have bought some houses. Is so there's somebody out there who would completely tran- transact without having seen the land themselves, visited it. Is that a common thing? The the site unseen is, is you know we we strongly encourage everybody to actually put their own two feet on the ground. Okay. So yeah, unless you know exactly what you're doing, I would encourage you to go actually visit the property. Okay, so I'm I'm still potentially walking the property, doing you know do, doing whatever I have, but from a deal transaction perspective, I'm doing all of that on Acrebin. Correct. So yeah, with land, you know, most of it's not behind a gate; it's easily accessible. So, you know, Mike, if you're out looking for a piece of property, you, you just take a Saturday. You know, our our listings link to your to uh, Google Maps, and you know, you drive out, take a look at it fall in love with it and then you know either sitting sitting in your truck on the property or from the comfort of your couch you can build your offer uh, on your smartphone or however you access the internet awesome and then any sort of, so what does a diligence package look like i as i again i can imagine for land that could be any number of things but it's not like a typical like home inspection right like what what goes into a diligence package for land right so the 
the most important thing that we try and figure out is what the the buyer's motivation is. And let's say, you know, the overwhelming majority of people want to know that they want they are able to build on the piece of property should they so choose. You know, uh, there are the people who just want to camp and hunt and four wheel and all that stuff. But so what we do is we say, all right, this piece of property has sewer and water available to it, or there is no sewer and water available to it. We would encourage you to get a perk test to make sure that it's suitable for a septic tank. You know, we we uh, tell people what the zoning is. You know, some people. A lot of people in my experience and throughout my career want to buy a piece of land and build three houses on it, you know, one for them, their kids and their grandkids. And and not all zoning allows that. So the last thing that we want somebody to do is buy a piece of property and not be able to do what they want to do with it. So we basically give them all of that upfront information based on the resources we have. Real quick foundational question for me, which is a little bit embarrassing because I have a septic tank. What's a perk test? So it's short for percolation test, but basically you get a soil scientist out and you let, uh, they basically see how fast water goes through the soil. And it's actually, it's kind of a Goldilocks. You, You don't want it to go too fast or too slow. So Indiana, I'm sure it's not quite as, I think it's probably fairly, fairly soil, good soil area, but in areas where like I'm in Florida, uh, sometimes the water table's too high. Or uh, for example, in West Virginia, there's a lot of limestone. So not all land is suitable for a septic tank. Right on. Thanks. Sorry for the listeners if that's not interesting to you, but I wanted to know. (laughs) All right. Uh, Why don't you hit us with the current status of the company? Uh, That can be any sort of vanity metric you want to share, number of listings, funds raised, revenue, uh, number of employees, anything that'll help paint a picture for the listener of where you are at. It's just me and my co-founder, Josh Martin. And uh, it's taken a while for us to to build the application, um, but we've got that live now, and uh, we're, we are based in Fernandina Beach, Florida, which is the very northeastern part of the state, and that's where we're going to launch is in the five counties here in northeast Florida. So we are actively trying to to get listings on the platform, and you know we we just the other day started to cold call some com- some customers, and we have right now thirteen active listings on their platform. Our goal is by Halloween, we want to have 50 listings. Right now, it's a, a grassroots. It's me and my partner. And uh, it's it's all hands on deck getting everything we can. I mean, uh, it's. Uh, I heard somebody say, you know, steal their reference that it's like getting a sip of water out of a fire hydrant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So cold calling for listings. So clearly there's a broader launch strategy around that. Talk to me about the launch strategy overall. What does that look like in the short term as you go live on November 1st? And then longer term, what do you think that looks like over time? How do you take what you're doing in five counties in Northern Florida and roll that out countrywide? I'd love just your thoughts around how that's going to unfold over the next 6, 12, 24 months. (laughs) I just got a little anxiety when you asked me that question. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I think we have a pretty, I'm excited for our launch strategy. I I started out working, you know, in my family's land development company. uh, And they actually have a couple of pieces of property that they want to get sold that are, that represent two of our, our listings on the platform now. So once we get to that critical mass and, and on November 1st, we actually uh, are going to, 
partner off their marketing and and access their database to to promote Acrebin. And it, our interests are mutually aligned because they're going to sell their land and we get to drive traffic to our property. You know, along that along the lines of growing, we expect to just basically to have a digital marketing. You know, Google, Facebook, all that stuff, and then uh, our our goal to get into Florida or to to really throw gas on the fire is kind of a, a couple of different strategies. One is to to market specific properties on our application to help people sell their property, and then we have. Uh, a couple of different things that we've talked about. One of them is to have the Acrebin Academy and to take anybody who's who either owns land or wants to buy land and give them a comprehensive course and teach them from, you know, what's a perk test to how do I create a subdivision? And, you know, in, and it could be all levels of education from basically, you know, you just want to figure out how to buy a piece of land for you and your family to have a log cabin to somebody who wants to create a little subdivision on some land that they own. So we just want to be the hub of information, all things land. And then from there, we, you know, typically most landowners are out of state is what I've found. So for example, half the listings that, I've, that, that are on Acre Bin right now today of the 13, the, the owner, you know, one, one person's in Maryland, uh, somebody's up in Illinois. We just feel like just will organically grow into these other states along with our targeted marketing areas that we want to grow into. That family connection you have where you're getting properties from somebody in your family, what is that business? Is that just a traditional realtor service? What, like what, what's the connection there? My grandfather uh, started a company called national land partners and it's it's really it's a retail land company. What I mean by that is is they buy large pieces of land, five hundred acres, two thousand acres, and they subdivide it into a, uh, into a community. But they do larger estate size lots. So on, you know, for example, I the last project I worked on before I left the company to start Acrebin was six hundred and eighty acres in Clay County, Florida, and we we developed it into thirty eight lots. So you you can imagine those Oof. are pretty big parcels. Yeah. And then what we do or what National Land Partners does is they retail, they sell to the end user. So all of their communities are outside of a major metropolitan area and they identify somebody who wants to own a little piece of land out in the country, you know, to, you know, move out of the, out of the, the hustle. So they're not builders. We don't sell to builders. I mean, occasionally a builder will buy a lot and build a spec house, but we're really, they market to the end user of the land. And then that customer owns the land and builds a house when they're when they're ready. Okay, so you're you're doing that work with your grandfather's company, in, in you know where he's provided a couple of listings. Is that is that part of the strategy as well? Where you're you're partnering with him long term, and or you know the fifty other companies like his around the country? And I have no I have no idea how many of those there are, but like, is that do you think that's part of the strategy for scale? Absolutely. Um, it's definitely part of the strategy for scale. I think the secret to what's made my grandfather and his company successful is is their ability to to market land. And I know that also. So, you know, I think we can help companies like National Land Partners, but then there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people who have pieces of land that they created small little subdivisions that don't understand how to sell land. 
And I can definitely help those people sell their property efficiently and quickly. Got it. Talk to me about how do you make money? Who who pays <laughs> to close a transaction on the platform? Is that the seller paying a commission? Is that the buyer paying those fees? What does that look like? Acrebin is entirely free to list your property for sale. And then we don't cha- we don't take a fee uh, when when it sells or any there's there's no cost of doing business on Acrebin. We do own a Florida title agency and it's called Freehold Title and how we monetize a, a transaction on Acrebin is we provide the, uh, the buyer and seller with a contract and Freehold Title which we own acts as the title agent to the transaction. So we add no incremental charge to the transaction. There's no commissions, there's no fees. And actually if you look at our closing our closing fee it's it's probably below what most Florida title agencies charge. So that's how we monetize a transaction. Because I have to pay for a title search no matter what, correct? You have to pay yeah, you have to pay for a title search and title insurance regardless. Got it. So you set a Florida title agency. What does that look like when you think about scaling nationally? Do you have, do you have to get set up in every state? Uh, we do, and that's kind of our moat, if you will, um, for for Acrebin is that it's it's not easy to just open up a. It's the moat that you that protects you as well as the moat that you need to cross. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So sometimes the edge seems really far away and sometimes it nice. seems close. I like the way you said that. <laughs> the, my, and my co-founder, Josh Martin, was actually uh, general counsel for the fourth largest title insurer, insurer in the country. And one of his responsibilities was to understand what it takes to open up a title agency in all 50 states. For example, Florida and I believe Indiana, you can close a real estate tra- transaction uh, with a with a title agency in Florida, South Carolina, Massachusetts, only lawyers can close real estate transactions. So I feel like a huge competitive advantage that we have is Josh knows all fifty states uh, what needs to happen and how how to get there. That's how we are going to grow is through uh, opening title agencies uh, in in all fifty states or. Or lawyers. Or, or lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that's awesome. So, okay. So, talk to me. Let's switch gears. Talk to me about competition in the space. When you think of competitors for Acre Bin, who or what comes to mind? There's a, a handful of traditional land uh, websites um, that are out there. Land Watch, Land and Farm, to name a couple. They are probably the largest in, in land listings. And then also Zillow is a, a great source to, to find land. But I can say with certainty that we have the only platform online that, that gives the buyer and the seller the opportunity to create a transaction without anyone in the middle. So we don't have any competi- competition in that sense. We have competition in we need listings, but uh, by the fact that we're free, I don't think it's it's, it hasn't been a tough sale to get somebody to put their listing you know, on our site in addition to having it on the other sites. How, to, just to play devil's advocate for a minute, and again, you don't have to answer any of these questions if you don't want to. Sure. How, how important is that, the, the fact that you, you're the only one that allows a transaction to happen completely online? Like what, 
indication do you have from the market that that's the secret sauce that will allow you to displace an established listing service uh, or listing site like uh, Landwatch or something like that? How big of an opportunity do you think that is in particular? And how did you come to that conclusion? So I, I guess I'd like to back up and, and you know, two and a half years ago when I, when I had this idea for, for Acrebin and, and, and I believe that, that the direction that all real estate transactions, not just land or heading is to enable and support two people to facilitate a real estate transaction online. So that's what I set out to do. And because I'm in the land business or was in the land business and that's my expertise, that that's the path that we, we chose. I, I get butterflies in my stomach because we're, I truly believe we figured out how to be the, the best solution for the consumer, whether you're the buyer or the seller. We don't add any incremental cost to a transaction. And yet we provide expertise and information to both parties. And uh, it's scalable. And it just, I truly believe that we have a technology and, and a business that, that, could be massive and really good for all the consumers and all parties involved. How big is this market? When you say massive, give me an idea of how many, like I'm not buying land every day, right? So this is like an invisible, this is an invisible market for me, but knowing that (laughs) you come from this world, like that you must have some idea. So like how, how big is this maybe in Florida where you're launching and then, and then nationally, what does this look like? So in Florida, we estimate that there's about 104,000 transactions that happen, just raw land transactions every year in the state of Florida. Nationally, we estimate there's about 2.4 million transactions that yields about $570 billion in sales. Woof, that's real money. Of those 2.4 million transactions, how many of those are listed today, like on Landwatch or something like that? Like what percentage of that is captured if I went to, you know, the handful of existing listing services out there? So according to the National Association of Realtors, six out of 10 transactions happen, uh, land transactions happen on either uh, Land and Farm or Landwatch. So 60% are on, on, on those websites now. Okay. Yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. How do you capture that market share? You think it it's just the the fact that you're free. Well, wait. How do they make money? How did what do they do today? They they charge on average. Uh, you know, there's there's a handful of them, but you know, it's about fifty bucks a month to list your your land on their website. Okay, and they're so they're charging the seller just a listing, just a flat listing fee. Correct. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Full Stack PEO. Most founders start companies because they figured out a better way to solve a problem or serve a need, not because they love tracking payroll, filling out compliance forms, and explaining employee benefits packages. And yet, all that stuff still has to be done. That's why there's Full Stack PEO. Full Stack PEO specializes in turnkey HR for emerging companies, not just those core services, but advice and expertise that help founders maximize employee potential. Curious? Find out more at fullstackpeo.com. So earlier you mentioned your calling, cold calling people for listings. Talk to me about <laughs> that, like, which is totally 
legit, by the way. I have a lot of respect for that for so many reasons. But I'd love to hear that experience. Like, like unpack that for me. How does that, like, what is a call? Well, one, how, how successful is that? Like, how many people do you have to call to get a, somebody to say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll list on your site? What does that script look like or that conversation look like when you're calling somebody to do that? Like, I'd love to, to know, like, that is like totally guerrilla warfare in terms of launching a product. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. It's funny. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, I love I love cold calling, <laughs> which I might be one of the only only people on the planet that does. But um, well, I just found my my quote for the, uh, the the marketing of this podcast. I love cold calling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I'll tell you why I love cold calling because it really it's a great barometer to what your product is, right? Like if you're selling uh, day old newspapers, nobody wants to buy it. But when you're selling something that's going to make their life easier and and put more money in their pocket, uh, I mean the the response has been over. I can't talk to enough. It, it's funny, like my average call is about thirty five minutes. It takes about five minutes to put a listing into Acrebin, but you know, and it's great. I love I love our customers so far, but they're they're so excited about their land. It's like they're selling me. And then they're grateful that that I am going to help them sell their land and I, I don't want anything for it. Like they, you know, Mike, I had somebody last night ask me if they could invest in Acrebin because they love the idea. But my my script is pretty simple. And it's, it's you know, because we're starting in, in Northeast Florida, the five counties around here. So, you know, I just say, hey, Mike, I noticed uh, you get you got some you have some land for sale. And I've got a startup called Acrebin. Uh, we're based out of Fernandina Beach. We've been open for a couple of days. And I was wondering if I could put your listing on my site. There's no fees or dues to list. And if you sell, it doesn't cost you a dime. And and usually everybody says, well, what's the catch? Right. Which <laughs> is exactly explain, what I would say. <laughs> and I explained to them the, the title agency aspect and just say, listen, you know, and, and again, you're not required to use our title agency on the platform. Like a buyer and a seller can conduct business without us. We just, we're the easy button because we know, what we're, you know, it's all right there. So when I explain that to the seller, let's see what I tell, uh, 12 out of 14 people say yes. Like it's just, uh, or 11 out of whatever. I'm, I've had two people say no. One guy was just uh, not in the best of moods and the other guy wanted to talk to his wife. So he wasn't even really a no. I've been in sales long enough to know that I need to talk to my wife as a no. That's, that's true. That's, that's code for no. <laughs> that's true. And I've cold called enough people with bad products or stuff that isn't worth selling to know that, you know, when you don't have something, right? Like it's, 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 uh, it's exciting when you have something. So you, you said your goal by the end of this month, October 31st, was to have 50 listings, correct? Yes. Then talk to me November 1st rolls around, what happens? How do you suddenly get buyers on the site? That's going to be through the um, the joint marketing effort that we have with National Land Partners. Got it. That's right. And then we, we have, uh, we're working with, uh, you know, we're, we're exploring different ideas on obviously a digital marketing campaign to, to drive more content there. I love the moat around the title company and the some of the complexity that comes out of that and your partner Josh's ability to kind of navigate that. Let's imagine you're three years from now. What does the platform look like from a user experience perspective? What is the what's different 
three years from now, when I go to list a property or buy a property than today, when you think about the other ways that you can differentiate user experience in the future and you know, you've got some success and revenue, which means you've got more money to invest in the things that you, you want to be able to do. What do you think that looks like? Paint that picture for me. So I see Acrebin three years from now is, is a community of not only people who are actively trying to sell land, but uh, a community of landowners. You know, there's so much to owning a piece of land uh, or, or even not just land. I mean, having a, a farm, as you, I'm sure you know. I would like to just have a, a complete resource center for you know somebody who wants to own five acres and get into some organic farming, right? To grow their own vegetables or to, to raise their own meat or whatever that scenario looks like. I want Acrebin to be that place where just people, like-minded people who see the value and have realized the value of the, or the, the dream of land ownership, right? Come together and just there's forums for people to talk about different farming ideas or hunting or, you know, uh, sustainable energy, stuff like that. I want Acrebin to be that place. So content. So when I hear that, I hear content, right? Like uh, high quality content. Some of it, you, you just said user forms, things like that. So it's user generated. But talk to me about how you think about developing that high quality content going forward. There's a movement of uh, of influencers and people who are experts in certain fields. For example, I, I know, and I'm going to see if you want to do it. <laughs> you have a project every year, right, on your farm, Mike? I, I do. Yes. Okay. I would like to have the Mike Kelly share your experience. You know, hopefully, in 18 months, not three years from now, of whatever the project you're working on on your farm. Like that is awesome video content. And uh, I just want to have contributors who are actually... I, I think wor- you're grossly overestimating how stimulating it is to watch me and a <laughs> nine-year-old put up a bunch of fence posts. It, it turns out after the first one, it, it's pretty much rinse and repeat. Well, maybe we could edit, you know, we'll shorten the video. <laughs> I mean, it's a really cute nine-year-old, but... Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, all right. You know what? There's a, there's a dad and a nine-year-old somewhere else that is looked for a project to do on a piece of land that they have, right? So to see that Mike and his son fenced their property and how they did it, that would be really cool. You know, I, I've got a four and a half month old son that I would love to do some of those type projects with. My my daughter's 12 and, and you know, I don't know if I could get her out in, in the woods, but I'd like to try because she loves riding four wheelers and stuff. So again, is that is that user generated content? So you're anticipating that I would take the initiative as somebody who's looking at land to to post that on that forum, kind of like I, I mean, I guess it's kind of bigger pockets, right? Like what that that would be bigger pockets for land as opposed to bigger pockets for residential real estate. Uh, Are you familiar I, I, with bigger pockets? No. Okay. Well, that question sucks. So, uh, <laughs> big, big, <laughs> uh, bigger pockets is, uh, uh, I, man, I can't, I don't know if they started as a podcast. I think they might've, but it is like all things c- content for home flipping, like residential rentals, home flipping, the burr process, stuff like that. The guys who, who, who do that, and I, their names are escaping me, but they, they have a phenomenal podcast, 
ridiculously good content. They've they've released a, a bunch of books now on various topics related to it, and they've got a super super active online forum around it. So when I think of bigger pockets, I think of I mean, it's it is that content machine, but they've done it through you know, some of their content, they're the ones writing books and holding seminars. They've done it through a lot of user-based content on the forums and things like that. And they've done it through, you know, a handful of strategic relationships where they have other people who are generating content come on the podcast and be interviewed. And you know what I mean? So that like tight, so it looks like their content because they get to leverage it for promotional purposes for that other person, right? Which is super smart. So like, is it that kind of a thing that you're envisioning? Uh Yes, and here's my 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 thought process. But you know, it, it's content creation, uh, user content creation. But you know, we talk about the we just talked about the the market size, right? Two point four million transactions, five hundred and seventy billion dollars worth, right? And that's right now in a in an environment where it's not easy uh, to buy land, right? I believe that Acrebin is at the forefront and we are going to create an environment to encourage more people to buy land, right? So I think if you polled 100 people, I would say 90% of them would say, yeah, owning land's a, a pretty good thing to do. I don't know how or I don't know what I'd do with I do when I got the land. And, and to, I want to draw the comparison to like uh, Airbnb. Like they didn't invent vacation rentals. They just made it really easy to do it. And so the vacation market rental has exploded, right? I want to do that to the land business. Nice. It's a nice comparison. I Yeah. Okay. Good. Good enough. And I'm probably beating the content horse to death. I think the reason why I'm asking those questions is because like my experience is that content is hard. It is, you know, building a tech, uh, you know, a SaaS company is hard. Right. Building a content company is hard. So it's almost <laughs> like a, it's like a whole, se- it, it's not separate, right? Like it all feeds into a bigger strategy, but it's a, it, you know, the people who do content really well, like I, I have some insight into some of the blood, sweat and tears that goes into that, which is a lot. It's very, it's very analogous to the blood, sweat and tears that goes into launching a tech platform, right? Like there's a lot of false starts and there's a lot of learning about product market fit as you go. And there's a lot of, you know, what's good enough to get something out the door. And then kind of two years later, regretting that you made those while they may have been the exact right decision at the time, you're now left with the fact that, you know, you have that technical debt in your platform, or you have that content that's still out there that people still have that maybe isn't representative of the brand today, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But cool. I That's the only reason why I was I was picking at it. Because from a from a strategy perspective, I absolutely love it, right? Like, that idea of we're going to grow, like, we're not even happy with the 2.4 million transactions that happened today, we're gonna, we're gonna grow the pie. Like that is a Dude, that's super aggressive. I love it. Like it's great. <laughs> um, and I and I love that strategy. Talk to me about from a technology perspective, is there anything that, you know, again, when you look into the future, and I'll go a little bit crazy here for a second, but like when you look into the future five years from now, is there anything like as part of a 
acre bin package, I get a drone drop ship to my house and it's going to do a, or, you know, of the property and it's going to do like a flyover of the property or something like that for, for video footage that automatically gets uploaded or something like, is there any sort of like emerging technology or thing that you see that maybe is here today? Maybe it's not emerging, but you know, with more capital or with more customers or with more time, you think it could be a crucial part of the, either the education experience or buying experience that you would be exciting to roll in at some point or right now it's kind of like, yeah, those are all great, but not right now. No, uh, that's a great question. There's, there's, you know, three things that I'm, I'm really excited about. Two of them are technology related and one of them is just uh, human capital related. But um, we've identified some companies that will actually shoot drone footage uh, on a per acre price. And, you know, I huh. think they're just limited to the, East Coast. Nice but, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like we would love to have a, you know, a user be able to say, yes, I want to sell my property. Yes, for 150 bucks, I want to have a drone video shot. Bang, it's all done. And that that order is that that's happening real time. I think from the, you know, that is the technology is not that hard to do to to tie into those guys, uh, those companies. That's, you know, a human capital thing and just having time to just set up these relationships and and figure out the most scalable way to do it. The other thing is, you know, data is really expensive. And, you know, when we raise some capital, one of the things I want to have a a really awesome uh, interactive mapping program. So not only can, you know, you as the buyer, Mike, you know, look at a piece of property for sale, you can overlay floodplain or topography. Uh, or other relevant date data, because um, you know, think you're like me, like to geek out on maps. You know, some people don't care, but I, I think land people want to do a lot of research online. And there's some really cool companies that are emerging that uh, we're, we're talking to about uh, APIs to to connect that. But that's uh, a pretty expensive add-on. But uh, I think it's pretty high on our list. And then lastly, I, I'd like to just have a network of. I don't know if you've ever. I get. I would have to show you a picture, but if you take just a raw piece of land and you and you put a, a crew on there, and you spend a day's worth of work, and you you can make that thing look like a state park by the end of the day. And I would like to have that as an add-on feature for somebody considering selling their property. So you know they've got five acres in Boone County, Indiana. They click a button, and there's a there's an order, and there's some guys that show up on the property, and they and they take an overgrown piece of land and and make it sale ready. Uh, that It's an art and it really helps property sell. So those are like the top three things that I'd like to implement to support our sellers uh, right away. Dude, those are great answers. Can I do any of those <laughs> on the other platforms that exist today? No, nothing. Even better. <laughs> so um, you, you mentioned there, I think uh, you're, you're doing fundraising? We are. We're, we're just putting together our, our material now. You know, we, I think Monday or Tuesday, you know, in the next couple of days, we'll be, uh, we'll have a, a, an executive summary and a slide deck and we're, we're going to start looking to raise, raise capital. Have you guys raised any money to date? We've, we've got commitments, uh, of about $85,000. I'm, I mean, have you done a round before this or is this your first round? Oh, this is our first round. This is our seed round. Okay. Got it. Awesome. Yeah. So. I'd like to talk to you about investing after this yeah. uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Always be closing. 
You, you, are, you seem like a guy who likes to cold call. Yeah. I guess one last thing that I wanted to ask you, since you kind of bootstrap things to date and you're getting ready to do your first round and you have a product going live in a matter of, I mean, I guess it is live now, but but you're actually going to be selling and doing transactions in a matter of weeks. D- did you say you left your job two and a half years ago? So you've been you've been at this for, for a little over two years. Is that right? Uh, I left my job um, about a year ago, uh, but the I, yeah, the idea started uh, about two and a half years ago. Okay, perfect. Okay, good. So, in light of all of that, I think one of the things that would be really interesting to me is when you reflect on you know where you were a year ago to where you are today. What would you say? What What are the one to three things that come to mind as like, you know, maybe biggest lessons learned or most impactful aha moments. Like I'd I'd really love, since you are in the middle of it right now, I'd really love to capture your perspective of, man, I I just a year ago, I never would have thought this would work like this, or this would be this hard or or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I don't want to say we're different or unique, but you know, I, two, two and a half years ago, like I was happy if I could get my Facebook to work and send an email, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, fast forward two and a half years later, I've, I figured out how to build a pretty awesome web application. So a lot of that was just beating my head against a wall, learning how to build a web application for me. Like we, kept reinventing ourselves. And it's it's funny because we're back to the original idea, which was two and a half years ago. And I, I think the first, you know, and I don't regret any of the, the decisions that we made or, or pivots that we've made, but I think it's easy to, for I think it's human nature to, to try and pick the path of least resistance. And so like, I felt like each one of these pivots was an easier, softer way to, to get to where I wanted to go for the technology. And at the end of the day, this is what I wanted to do two and a half years ago. But along the way, I learned how to be a pretty good web developer. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the other thing is, is focus. Like, I have no less than a hundred ideas a day. Like, like it's, it's uh, probably a problem, but um, so I'm like, Ooh, that'd be cool. And, you know, my partner, Josh and I, we, we laugh and we call it scope creep. Like if, if we spend too much time on the phone, we'll be launching rocket ships from Acrebin somehow. Like we need, <laughs> so <laughs> we, we need hyper-focus and like, yes, there's a million awesome things that we can do with this platform, but like on November 1st, it'd be awesome to sell a piece of land. And I think to anybody thinking about starting a business or start a business, like, uh, and successful people who have started a business like focus and 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 not trying to be everything to everyone is probably I don't know if that's three or fifteen that I just gave you, but that was our experience. Like, and if you want to get in the technology business, either know how to do it or be ready to learn. <laughs> I, I'd love to pick it focus a little bit more because I I think well I mean I struggle with that I think any founder of a company struggles with that. I, my suspicion is everybody struggles with it in every walk of life. Any tips, tricks, techniques that you and Josh have figured out that help you maintain focus or help you understand when, identify when you're drifting focus? Like 
what are some of the heuristics that you guys use that allow you to go back to basics and first principles? So, and, and, you know, Josh, Josh and I are probably, you know, we're great co-founders together, like, because one of us will be going down, uh, you know, the path of scope creep and, uh, the other person will catch it and, and we'll, we'll bring it back. But it's like, we finally, you know, when we, when we refocused on acre bin, it was like, all right, what is our goal? Our goal is to provide a platform for two people tr- to transact on real estate. So any of these other ideas, like for example, the drone footage, it's really cool and it would be awesome, but we don't need that on day one. Like we looked at our competitors and what they're putting out and can we, not that they don't have a great product, but can we get by with like speed to market? Cause we knew, we know that we can add all of these things after the fact, if that makes sense. Yeah. We don't need to have every bell and whistle on day one. People, you know, we know that people want to buy land. We know that people want to sell land. How do we make that happen in a timely manner? You know, just bringing it back to what is what is the MVP, right? Like, what what do you need to get to market, and how do you get there the quickest? Awesome. If somebody wants to get a hold of you to learn more uh, or to uh, potentially list a property or buy a property, how do they do that? Uh, so they visit, if you, if you want to sell, uh, sell your property, visit acrebin.com. That's A-C-R-E-B-I-N.com. But also my, my email is brian at acrebin.com. And I would love to hear from anybody who's, uh, who's interested in, in being a user on our platform or teaming up and collaborating on synergies or investing in our company. Awesome. And, and I don't know if I spelled my name. It's B-R-I-A-N. It seems like everybody wants to put a Y. That, that's a probably a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It, it was a lot of fun. If you're thinking of launching a SaaS product, startup competitors can provide data on your closest competitors, survey potential users, or provide other product validation services. Learn more at startupcompetitors.com.